Mr. Gorbachev teared down this wall. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I'm not a crook. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan. Listening to Jim Paris Live, your source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now your host, the editor-in-chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. All right, hello everybody. Welcome to the broadcast. Good to have you with us this evening. And uh, it's super exciting because this is the first week of the show being completely independent. And make a couple of adjustments here. I want to give a little bit of a kind of a background for those of you not familiar with my history in radio and kind of how we got to this point tonight. I started in radio back in 1982. I was on the high school radio station, believe it or not, back in Chicago. And I have had uh, numerous radio shows over the years. I've had these weekend type shows, Saturday shows, Sunday shows, daily shows. I really feel Super comfortable. I love this Sunday night slot. So here's kind of the backstory. I was looking for a new home for a nationally syndicated radio show. This was about five and a half years ago. And I got in touch with the Genesis Communications Network, GCN. We talked and we came to terms. And I had a a five-year run on GCN in this time slot, Sunday nights from 9 to 11 p.m. And it was, uh, it was a great experience. They treated me very well. I got to meet, uh, you know, got a lot of new listeners, got a lot of new um, exposure. So all was good. And just recently, about three or four weeks ago, they contacted me, let me know about some changes they were making, kind of going in a different direction. And I made a decision to not continue and not sign up for another year with GCN. And uh, it it was, uh, you know, it it was a a tough decision, but here's what really caused me more than anything to make the decision to to go independent. The idea behind going with GCN was to be up on the satellite and to be able to build a, a following of radio stations nationwide. And really, in order to do that, you've got to have people working on the phones, making phone calls to station managers, doing all those kinds of things. And it just didn't happen. I, I didn't really see that uh, type of um, you know explosion with radio stations. So the most logical thing to do here for me was to just go completely independent and just make this an internet-based radio show. And it's always been the case that most of my following has been with the downloads. You know, people, not necessarily the live listeners, but those of you that listen faithfully every week, you download the show, all of that. Uh, so that's what I did. So it took a little bit of technology and I don't have a big team of people contrary to what a lot of people think. It's just me and one producer that I have that works with me on Sunday nights and, uh, we pull it together. So this is going to be a little bit different of a show and it's, I think you're going to love it because we're not going to be running very many commercials, maybe none, (laughs) seeing how it goes. So what I'm going to try to do is every episode that we do, we're going to have a sponsor. 
And some of these I will sponsor and, and that'll just be it. I'll just kind of mention at the beginning of the show, you know, here's tonight's sponsor and I hope you'll patronize them. And then we won't have to have commercials and we can just have a, a great show with no commercial interruptions. Uh, when you look at how the show was structured on GCN, I had three commercial breaks. Each commercial break had four minutes of commercials. So that's 12 minutes. We also didn't get the show until six minutes after because there was news and commercials in the news. So we lost six minutes there. So now we're up to 18 minutes. And then the show didn't run all the way until the top of the hour. It went until like 58 after. So we lost two minutes at the top of the hour. So in a 60-minute show, we were getting 40 minutes, which I didn't really mind that so much. You know, as the host, it's kind of nice to have those breaks to go get a cup of coffee, use the restroom, figure out where I'm going with the show after the, the break. It gives you kind of a chance to collect your thoughts. But I'll tell you, those of you that listen on YouTube absolutely hated the commercials. <laughs> and so I'll tell you, you did have some amount of influence on me when you went to YouTube and typed in, great show, but I hate all the commercials. And I can't tell you how many hundreds of times that I read that comment. So this is the direction that we're going in. And speaking of sponsors, tonight's sponsor is JimLovesCBD.com. JimLovesCBD.com. And let me tell you, uh, the CBD product that I'm using, it is patented. And they have a, a very unique feature to what they have to offer. They have what is called liposomal delivery. It is a special way of producing the supplement so that it gets into your bloodstream uh, more completely. You've probably seen where you take vitamins and then all of a sudden your urine is a really bright color. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, is that really going into my system or am I losing that all You know, when I urinate? Th this is what happens with most supplements, most vitamins. However, uh, in the case of the CBD product that I use, it does have this patented liposomal delivery, which because of how it's designed, most of it gets into your, into your bloodstream. Most of it gets into your system and actually does what it's supposed to do. Uh, so it is one of those products where I have to tell you, really, the truth is you're going to want to try it for yourself to see if you have the same results that I did. And uh, I, I tried it. A friend gave it to me for free. I tried it, and it's changed my life. Uh, honestly, I've had the best sleep I've had in 20 years. And if you want to find out more about it, it's Jim, jimlovescbd.com, jimlovescbd.com. There we go. The commercials are over. How's that? <laughs> All right. Uh, we don't have a guest tonight, but next week we do have an interesting guest. Her name is Abby Ellen, and her book is called Duped, Double Lives, False Identities, and the Con Man I Almost Married. I love these stories, these con man stories, these scammer stories. I'm always fascinated by the psychology of these scammers. And I've always said this, these people are so intelligent, so bright, that if they just put their mind to a good, honest purpose – God only knows what they might be able to accomplish in terms of success, just being an honest person. I think that's true with almost all of them, but there sort of is this twisted challenge and uh, in, in sort of this maybe, I don't know, thrill that they get. It would be, I guess, more exciting for them 
to rob a bank than to make the same amount of money in an honest business. That's just kind of how these people are wired up. This will be fascinating. Next week, our guest will be Abby Ellen. The book is duped, and that, that's going to be exciting. All right, a little bit about my weekend here before we get into the meat of the show and a lot of news to go over tonight. My son and I, uh, yesterday, uh, he, he contacted me about a week ago, and he said, Dad, I want to take you on on a little, on a little boat tour. And I misunderstood what he said. I thought he was taking me on a one-hour boat tour up in St. Augustine. He was uh, renting uh, a boat, and we were going to go out on a boat for an hour. And I thought that was cool. But <laughs> I found out it was actually not just a regular boat tour and that it was not just an hour. It turned out to be a three-hour boat trip that uh, we went out on. And we we're on something called a Craig Cat and you can Google it to get a picture of this thing. The best way I can describe it to you, it's kind of like a jet ski, but it has two seats. So you sit side by side and you go on this little thing and it goes up to like 35 miles an hour. I'm not kidding. And the, we, we reached um, a point on our journey. Uh, we were going down the intercoastal waterway. We got to a point where it was really wide open. So our tour guide, who was in a separate boat, he said, okay, um, if you guys want to go out there and do some donuts or do whatever you want and have some fun. <laughs> and my son was a driver. Uh, so you can imagine it was like, I mean, we were, we were going so fast. It was almost like we were hovering, like levitating over the water. Maybe we were, uh, but it was really a lot of fun. Uh, but uh, as you get older, <laughs> as you get older, be sure and wear your sunblock, which I did. I have to tell you, I caked on sunblock. I literally just caked it on everywhere. And I'm so glad I did because I still got sunburn even after putting all that sunblock on. Uh, my son, however, who has a really light complexion, he's a redheaded kid. I say kid, he's 27 years old. He didn't put sunblock on or didn't put enough on really because he got terribly sunburned, but we had a lot of fun. Uh, it's, it's, I've never heard of this little uh, contraption, the Craig cat. But it really is a lot of fun. So if you ever get a chance to uh, go out on a little journey with one of those, uh, it'll it'll be uh, sort of like a three-hour uh, roller coaster ride. A lot of fun. Okay, I have two new books I'm starting. So here's just the last little a bit of personal news. Two new books I'm starting. I'm working on a book on travel, how to save money on travel. I'm also believe it or not, and I have avoided this for years. I am actually going to start a a book of fiction. And I don't really consider myself a fiction writer. I've sort of stayed away from the genre. And there's, a, I guess, a lot of reasons why I want to write a fiction book right now. I think it'd be a lot of fun. I also have a couple of great story ideas, and they're based on, really loosely based on me and my life. I'm going to sort of take real life circumstances and fictionalize them. And uh, I also notice whenever I go to Amazon and I look at my book sales and I look at what's the, what are the top selling books, it seems like the big money in writing is in fiction writing. I mean, if you really want to become super wealthy, super famous, you've got to write a fiction book. That just seems how the market is. Yeah, and it's probably always been that way. But I'm a nonfiction writer and I, you know, I'm the guy that writes the book on how to save money on taxes and how to invest and all that kind of thing. And that's fine. Um, but I'm probably never going to get <laughs> one of those big uh, writer awards or become a multimillionaire doing that. So I thought it would be fun. And one of my um, 
one of my ideas, which I think I'm going to start with, is a book that will have a, a similar vibe to the movie The Firm with Tom Cruise, which was also a book, I believe. It's going to be a story based on my years working as a stockbroker and some of the really interesting characters that I was surrounded by and some, I don't know, I don't, I don't want to say um, dark situations, but some really interesting situations that I ended up in. Um, and and it's uh, there's a lot of great characters to write about that I uh, interacted with as I moved up from you know, a young stockbroker, age 21, and I moved up through the ranks and got into management and uh, legal situations. And, and man, it's going to be exciting. <laughs> I can't wait to write the book so I could see how it all comes out. So that's something I'm working on. Uh, all right. So this is the new show. We'll be on at the same time, 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Sunday nights. Because there's no commercials, what's probably going to happen, honestly, is the show's probably going to go, maybe my monologue like this, my first segment, might go like 30 minutes, 40 minutes, we'll just see. And then we'll bring a guest on typically after that. And then depending on the guest and how many calls we get and all of that, we might only go maybe another 40 minutes with the guest. So it, it could be conceivable that the live show actually ends at like 90 minutes or something along those lines. And then what will happen is, I'll just press a button and then uh, we will go to one of our, our, our more recent shows, one of our more recent guest interviews. That will, will be how it will go. All right, so let's get into some news tonight. And uh, uh, one other thing I did want to mention before we do that, you know, the importance of owning your own platform. And, uh, you know, it's interesting because one of the people I was talking to at the radio network uh, last week when it was my last show, uh, young guy, I said to him, I said, hey, it's my last show, but I uh, just want to let you know I'm going to continue on. I'll be doing my show live on my own starting next week. And he said, wow, you know, so how are you going to do that? And I explained to him, you know, the the technology behind what I'm doing, the platform I'm using and all that. And he was, um, he's, you know, a technical guy. So he was kind of impressed by that, being that I'm not a technical guy <laughs> and I figured out how to do this. But here's the thing. I always think it is super important to own your own platform. Because you never know what's going to happen. And I see people making such silly mistakes uh, regarding this concept. Like if you're going to start a blog, pay the 5 or $10 a month to have your own blog platform. I mean, that to me makes more sense than to get a free blog set up, which there are those out there. You can get a free blog, no doubt about it. But then if that company decides to take down all your blog posts or they go out of business or they change something or whatever, then you, you lose everything. So I, when I started uh, this, this radio show back up again, which I think was maybe seven or eight years ago, I started it on my own live broadcasting platform online and I set up all of my own uh, download sites. So I'm on Stitcher and iTunes and YouTube and Google Play Store and SoundCloud, all of these different places. I think altogether is maybe like 25 different places you can download the show. Every Monday morning, I would get up and I would take the prior night's radio broadcast. I would then upload it to all of those platforms. And I still do that to this day. And so by doing that and keeping my own platform, my own ability to go forward and produce a show, 
separate and distinct from the radio network. That is, if the radio network ever called me up and said, hey, we're not going to carry your show anymore, I would just be able to go on without them. And that's what I'm doing tonight. So if if you're doing anything online, I mean, whether it's videos, whether it's audios, whether it's a podcast, uh, whatever you're doing, always think about controlling your own platform. Uh, I know there's probably a lot of uh, radio hosts where they don't take the time to download their show and put it on their own platforms. And if their radio network pulls the plug, all of their historical episodes of their radio show are gone. They just disappear. And they have to kind of start from nothing. And and that's what you want to avoid. If you're going to build a business, especially online, think through what you could do to kind of create a backdoor for yourself. And for me, uh, owning my own platform in this regard has been a, really a brilliant move if, if I can give myself a compliment uh, because it has been uh, tremendous because, you know, I, here I am, go right back to my radio studio here in my house, turn everything on and boom, I'm on the air. I keep going. So I am not dependent on any uh, third party organization to say that I can keep going. And, and this is true too with social media. You know, think about it. How many people, everything is wrapped up with Twitter. Everything is wrapped up with Facebook. Um, there are some alternate social media sites, which I'm starting to get involved with as well. So you want to always be thinking in terms of, of having a plan B if, if, let's say, a Facebook shuts you down or a YouTube shuts you down. Uh, keep copies of your videos. Use multiple platforms. Have these uh, contingency plans. It all makes a lot of sense. All right, let's start tonight by talking about Bitcoin. Uh, Bitcoin is very, very close, flirting with 6000 and there's so much going on with Bitcoin. I have to tell you, my, my feelings on Bitcoin are both excitement and frustration because I, I can't get a lot of people to see the opportunity. But I, I see it, and it's so frustrating to me that I can't get other people to see it, especially Christians. I would love for every Christian to own just a little bit of Bitcoin. I mean, I'm not talking about thousands of dollars. I'm saying put in $50, put in $100 into Bitcoin. And I wrote a book called The 90-Minute Bitcoin Quick Start, and you can pick that up on Amazon. And and let me tell you why I wrote it. Um, This was about three years ago, people started asking me, I mean, repeatedly, all throughout the day, I'd get the emails. Do you have a download? Do you have a white paper? Do you have a PDF? Do you have an ebook? Do you have a video? Something that I can use to get started with Bitcoin is what they were asking for. And I really didn't. I mean, I had articles. I had video here and there, but I didn't really have like a comprehensive step-by-step-by-step-by-step type of a book or a download for people. So I decided to write this book, The 90-Minute Bitcoin Quick Start. And I'm disappointed, I'll be honest. Uh, It hasn't sold well. And I've got other books selling really well. I've got a little book called Credit Scoring Secrets, which is just tearing up the world. That's going great. Another book I've got on prayer, which is doing well. I've even got a little book on the JFK assassination that's doing well. I'm not sure why this book is not doing well. Um, My wife said that it's probably just because presently Bitcoin is sort of out of favor. It's not, you know, people aren't as excited about it as they were when it was at 20,000. That's the weird thing about this, folks. Is the time to get excited and buy a little Bitcoin when it's 6,000 or when it's (laughs) 20,000? It's just, I don't know. I mean, people want to wait until the price goes super high before they get involved. 
I don't know. Um, if you're interested in Bitcoin, th there's a lot I can share with you. I have a, a separate website I have set up with a little bit of information. If you want to take a look at that, it is BitcoinBloodHound.com. BitcoinBloodHound.com. There's a little bit of information there, but honestly, for like, I think the book is $9.95 on Amazon, the Bitcoin book I wrote. And it's got everything in there. I mean, all, all the different, you know, how to avoid the scams. I've even got a whole chapter in there on how to get free Bitcoin. And that's uh, called the 90-minute Bitcoin quick start. So much is going on, uh, so much involvement with Wall Street and Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. I just read an article last night about Fidelity and how they're really gearing up to do big things with Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. E-Trade is as well. Facebook is coming out with its own cryptocurrency. Uh, the people behind the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, um, they're going to be launching a number of, of ad campaigns nationwide, uh, trying to, to convince people that Bitcoin is the new gold. So instead of buying gold as a sort of a last store of value, as a lot of people do have a little bit of gold just in case, as they say, people are buying Bitcoin. Uh, really interesting. Uh, so a lot is going on. And of course, the price of Bitcoin uh, tonight, near $6,000. So really just something to keep an eye on. Maybe you're not convinced. Consider it like a lottery ticket then. I mean, put in 10 bucks, you know, and, and who knows? Um, I, I, I always tell people if you had put in $1,000 in Bitcoin in 2009, you'd have over $200 million today. Can you believe that? And, uh, of course, that opportunity is gone, but there's still a tremendous opportunity. And a lot of people see a million dollars, $2 million for Bitcoin as a real possibility in the future. So how great would it be even if you bought a little bit of Bitcoin? And by the way, a lot of people don't know that you can buy just a tiny bit, $10, $20 of Bitcoin. You don't have to buy a, an entire single Bitcoin. It is divisible by up to eight numbers after the decimal point. So small amounts of money can be put into Bitcoin. So uh, take a look at the bitcoinbloodhound.com. Take a look at my book on Amazon, the 90-minute Bitcoin quick start. Okay, uh, if you haven't been following the news, uh, something bizarre happened uh, over the weekend with the Kentucky Derby. So the Kentucky Derby, this was the 149th Kentucky Derby. So almost 150 years they've been holding this race. This is the first time that the winning horse was disqualified. Now, I think there was one other disqualification in their history, but not of a winning horse. And this horse, maximum security, won by like a length and a half, a clear win. But there was some dispute over what happened right out of the starting gates. The allegation is that maximum security veered out of his lane quote-unquote, coming out of the starting gate, and as a result, was disqualified. It was interesting because the disqualification didn't come for several minutes. I think it was like 20 minutes went by. Everybody was cheering. Maximum security was the winner. But then there was a protest by uh, a couple of the other jockeys, and the, the judges, the officials, reviewed the video and disqualified the winner, maximum security, and the, the winner, uh, the horse, I don't even recall the name, but it was a 65 to one horse. I mean, it's crazy. If you would, you know, someone had bet like five bucks on that horse, 
they would have uh, won over 300 bucks. I mean, it's crazy. 65 to one horse wins, which that in and of itself is highly unusual on a race that is this closely monitored. So many people are handicapping it and, and, and writing reviews of the horses and all that. The idea that a 65 to one odds horse would win is, is incredible. But when you consider that the actual winning horse maximum security uh, was disqualified, it, it, they say this will be like the most remembered, most talked about Kentucky Derby uh, for years to come. And isn't that how it always works out that something odd like this happens and it sort of is never forgotten. And to make it even more <laughs> memorable, my wife, uh, while I was out uh, with my son uh, in the boat, my wife went to our friend's house and they're from Louisville, Kentucky, and they every year have a Kentucky Derby party. And they have mint juleps and all the people dress up and the women wear the big hats. They kind of pretend like they're all at the Kentucky Derby. So my wife went to that and uh, she had five bucks. I, I called her and I said, put five bucks on a horse. And she said, uh, what horse should I bet on? So I told her to put the five bucks on maximum security. Uh, and I know I'm going to get emails from people. A Christian shouldn't gamble. It was only five bucks. It was just for fun. And my wife, she's, she's, uh, <laughs> she's precious because she says, I never win anything. I know it's not going to win. My horse isn't going to win. So she puts her five bucks in the, the people hosting the party. They had a little connection to the internet. Somehow you could put money into bet. They did this last year and, and most people bet like two bucks, five bucks. It's just for fun. And so my wife put in her $5 bet on maximum security and she wins. And so she's texting me and calling me. We won. We won. And uh, only to find out 20 minutes later, they tell her she didn't win and she didn't get any, anything. And it was, it was priceless. I, I'll tell you, uh, she says, you see, I'm jinxed. I can never win anything. And uh, that, that was, that was a lot of fun kind of teasing her about that all day yesterday. Uh, speaking of fun, Bill and Hillary Clinton, <laughs> would they just go away and retire? You know, some people, they just have too much time in the spotlight. So Bill and Hillary, Bill and Hillary are on this nationwide speaking tour. And th there are so many empty seats where they're going to speak. It has gotten so bad, I kid you not, that the uh, tickets to go hear them speak have been lowered now to as low as $20. <laughs> And they're being listed on Groupon. Uh, so if you don't want to go listen to uh, Bill and Hillary pontificate about how they would change the world and all the things that uh, they would be doing differently than Donald Trump, you can uh, spend 20 bucks and, and check Groupon. Maybe there's a two for one deal. Also, uh, maybe you can, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, get a free glass of wine <laughs> if you have a coupon. Uh, but it's not going well for their speaking tour uh, at just $20 a pop. Uh, they're not uh, doing too well. Still a lot of empty seats. I have a, uh, I have a poll up on my Facebook page and a lot of people are voting on this. I wasn't really sure how big of a response I would get, but it's pretty big. And there is a legislative proposal, which is to ban the use of food stamps for junk food. And it's like 97% of the people on my social media on Facebook where I'm running this poll are, are in favor of this new law that would ban the use of food stamps for junk food. I've never had, I've never had gotten food stamps. I've never been in that situation. You know, God bless those who, who have to get food stamps. I mean, 
but for the grace of God go I, 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 you know, I just happened to not ever have to use food stamps, but I always assumed that you couldn't use food stamps for junk food, but apparently um, most food items you can use like snack items and things like that. I guess you can't buy beer with it, which is obvious, but you can still use it to buy a lot of junk foods. So, uh, you know, I, I have mixed feelings about it. I voted uh, yes, that I agree with this. Uh, I feel bad for people in that situation. Should they be deprived altogether of, of junk food? As one person put it on my social media, they said this should just be for the basic provisions, helping them out until they get out of the circumstances. It should not be long-term and it should not be for people to be able to go buy, you know, Cheetos and Fruit Loops and all that kind of stuff. So good point made. But if you want to vote on that poll, you can do that over on my Facebook page. Remember, you can find me on Facebook, James L. Paris, or you can find me uh, through my Facebook fan page, which is ChristianMoney.com, ChristianMoney.com. All right. One other thing to get to tonight, and I've got to um, make a quick change here so I can get this on the Internet. Okay. There is a scam going on right now. And I think I'm going to do a video on this. I'm going to do a YouTube video on the video on this on Monday. It is, uh, here's the headline, FCC warning against one ring scam calls. And so here's how this works. It's actually a robo call. Your phone will ring one time. That's it. Just one time. They're warning people when that happens, you get the one ring and you get a hang up. Do not um, give in to the temptation to call that number. And we all do it, right? You missed a call. You want to know who called you? Uh, apparently, they're, they're giving two area codes, to, but they're saying there are others. So here are the two area codes where the scam calls might be coming from. 222 and 232. And those are West African um, area codes, but they say there are other area codes, not just those two. So what happens is if you dial back to those numbers, you will end up getting hit with tremendous charges. I don't know if some of you might not be old enough to remember back in the day, we had something called a 900 number where you would dial a 900 number and you would pay like so much per minute. And, uh, I guess that's what this is in in a way, but it's a foreign number. So you'll get hit with the long distance charges of calling a foreign country, but you'll also be subjected to um, uh, actually like per call charges, like separate like surcharges that you're going to be hit with as well. So they're warning people against this called the one ring scam and the area codes to look out for are 222 and 232, but not just limited to that. All right, I hope you've enjoyed tonight's broadcast. Hey, a little bit shorter, right, because no commercials. Follow me on Twitter, at James L. Paris. Uh, follow me over at Facebook, James L. Paris or ChristianMoney.com. Follow me on YouTube, YouTube.com forward slash James L. Paris. Just Google my name, James L. Paris. You'll find me. I'm all over the Internet. Send me an email. Let me know you're listening. If you've got an idea for a guest or a topic, let me know that as well. Next week, we'll do a full show. Uh, We'll have the opening segment like this, but we'll also follow with a special guest. Next week, our guest uh, will be with us to talk about her book, Duped, and uh, I'm super excited uh, about 
this book, which I love doing these scam uh, type interviews because it's a warning for people because you don't really realize how, how diabolical uh, people are out there. The book is called Dupe, Double Lives, False Identities, and the Con Man I Almost Married. Abby Ellen will be with us in our guest segment this week. Thanks so much for joining us. Remember, if it's Sunday nights, it's Jim Paris Live. We'll talk to you next time, everybody. So long.